to Hanging in the Nest with your host, Josh DeHawk Alonzo and Max the Turkey Rubenstein. all she wrote the season is over folks as max spoke earlier in the last few pods it was hard to come on today i uh i did lose but that's not the focus since our last podcast there has been some shocking and exciting developments max is there is there anything you want to tell the podcasters anything important in your life happened recently i fell and cut my knee that hurt Ooh. a little bit. Oh, oh, you're talking about the addition to the family. Yes, yes, yes. the new daughter, right? So I have a new daughter. Shana yes. was born on Friday, December 31st, just in time for me to get a nice tax break for that little lady. So she's already paying dividends. Um, so besides yes. that, though, I'm not sleeping at all and not eating. Uh, it's really funny. If you want to lose weight, Josh, just yes. have a kid. And you just won't eat. So it's great. Why are you not eating? Because no I forget. Time? I forget. Yeah, I forget. And uh, yeah, a lot going on. Organizing wow. and getting the room ready. And, you know, because you got to remember, us Jewish people couldn't set up the room before she got here. And we were assuming she'd be here the 11th or the 3rd. So on the 31st, when. So, yeah, now that we have all our furniture, which looks beautiful clothes are now washed and organized and all that stuff we're getting there all right good stuff well, let's get into football last fact of the year what do you got for us all right let's talk about it i actually got a twofer because it was the last one i wanted to give people good ones to leave <clears throat> all right so, first one let's talk about rashad penny who's having a great end to his season he has 481 rushing yards over the last four weeks which is 95 more than any other player during that time so if you would have asked me the last four weeks, who's the top rusher? Rashad Penny. Wow. Prior, prior to this season, Rashad Penny has never rushed for 130 yards in a game. He's done it three of the last four games he has played in, which is shocking. Yeah. Now, let's go to Joe Burrow, who I am, I have to tell you, shocked that he put on a beatdown of Kansas City. Um, but Joe what Burrow. A game. What a game. Right? Joe Burrow in week 16, 525 and four touchdowns. In week 17, 446 and four touchdowns. He is the only player ever with back to back games of 400 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Joe Burrow is locked in right now. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Burrow. He's high in my rankings, and we'll get into that a little later for next mm-hmm. season. How about my dynasty player? What up? How about your dynasty champion? I know. I mean, it's a different league, but most people are in that league. Let's talk about it. Are you pumped? I mean, you know, listen, the last year, not this past season, the one before, team was not healthy. I couldn't get things going and all this. Um, I named my team the comeback tour because I knew I'd come back with a vengeance. I had a good draft. I made some good pickups. I got in a dynasty league. I got Najee Harris. 
I got Elijah Mitchell. I got Javante Williams, who I flipped for Cortland Sutton and Chris Carson. Got Marquez Callaway, Amon, St. Brown. I made a lot of good moves for young players to rally around my team of veterans. Um, and I feel great. I feel great for this season, obviously winning. And I feel great for the future. My team is loaded. Um, and Michael Thomas, maybe he'll come back one day and catch a ball. And who knows? It could be even better. Maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe. good job. At least Sunday wasn't a total loss for you. No, thank yeah, because I got my ass handed to me in D. Kai. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if my te- even though I started all the guys that I like, you know, like that went off on my bench, wouldn't have been enough. MG just went off, and it stinks because like my semifinal round, um, is, you know, I had 188 points, and then I put up 90 something this week. Mm-hmm. So it's just like really disappointing. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's fantasy football for you. If it's not disappointing and upsetting, you're not doing it right. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's get in some news here. Um, not, you know, if we're going to do some drafting lineups, some of this stuff could be relevant. Nick Chubb is playing, uh, though they're not playing for anything. The Bengals can still be playing for the one seed, but a Burrow is not going to play. Which, uh, yeah, he's not playing. I don't even think Mixon will play either. Um, I assume, you know, um, Higgins and Chase, those guys will have to get in because they don't have that much receiver in depth. And I know Chase is going for some type of, Rookie record for yards. I think he's only 46 away. Uh, Chase Edmonds is out for the Cardinals. Tyler Huntley is in for the Ravens as Lamar Jackson's out. Again, they are fighting for a playoff spot. Going to be hard. Um, Antonio Gibson looks healthy. And Ricky Seals-Jones is out. The list of in and outs is going to be very simple. Like, you need to watch that closely for doing DraftKings. I yeah. put a lineup in that I like. But, again, I don't know if it will be there. Um I would focus on teams that are playing for something. If they're not mm-hmm. playing for anything, you know, I'm not starting DeAndre Swift anywhere. It's just not worth right. it. The Lions don't need him to do much, and they said he'll get a few touches, but, like, they're not risking DeAndre Swift because the season's over. So right. just something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, your boy, Derrick Henry, back at practice. What a perfect time to get it ready. He's got a whole week 18 to see if he can get in or not, rest for another week, and he looks ready to go for the playoffs and if Tennessee gets the first buy first round buy that's another week that he can rest and yeah. you know Derrick Henry will be there for the playoffs sounds like JJ Watt will also be there for the playoffs he's another guy I didn't think would make it um and we will not be speaking about Antonio Brown because he's pure trash and I have no respect for I I have Antonio Brown I literally wrote he is just a terrible person terrible person. he played his last game in the NFL that's how I would see it this whole injury stuff, I think, sounds bogus to me. Like, uh, I just, yeah, Dude, he's it's, got something up and he's got something going on in his head. He needs some help. Yeah, he needs some help. But his but, his, his antics. This has been his whole career, yeah, and exactly. he's just not a good guy. So, well, let's um, talk about playoffs as we're getting there. So, yep. I was looking at the standings, and I have to tell you, most of it is pretty locked in already. There's a few things that can happen, but the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bengals—they all clinch their division, so they're in. Titans right now are at the top. And then the Bills, the Patriots, the Colts, and the Chargers are in right now. Um, the Raiders, Steelers, and Ravens all have a chance. And I was, like, looking at the scenarios, and they're, like, crazy. Like, I'm pretty yes. sure the Raiders play so, the Chargers. If they win, they're one of the – whoever wins is in. Yeah, so exactly. So the Patriots and Bills are also in, by the way, uh, guaranteed a spot. Yeah. The, the seeding is where it gets – you know, could be interesting. Yeah. Who gets home field advantage for different things, et cetera. Um, the Chargers Raiders, one of those teams wins, they're in. So that's the other spot. If the Colts win, they're in. If they lose, though, the Steelers win, 
I think the Steelers get in. Yeah, it's um, like it's it's all crazy. If and then the even Raiders the Raiders win and the Raiders and the Colts lose, you yeah. know, like it's, so Raiders there's like a lot of crazy lot things that have to happen. Um, the Chargers Raiders game will be very interesting. Um, the winner gets in, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, it's just the Niners and the Saints fighting for that last spot. Again, seating is up for grabs on the other side. Um, yeah. But and uh, division lead with the Cardinals and Rams. But San Francisco wins. They beat the Rams, and they've beaten them the last five times. They're in if they lose, and the Saints win. They're in. Yeah. See, fantasy football aside, just being a football fan on this Sunday could be a lot of fun. And I yeah. actually like how they changed the schedule, where every game is a division game. Whether you're, you know, fighting for the playoffs or not, it's always good to try to get that last game against a rival, make it interesting. Yes. All right, so the last thing I have, I want to give you the tops at every position, okay? And I was looking at some of these numbers, man. It's, it's pretty crazy. Best quarterback this year, Josh Allen. 426, he absolutely killed it. Brady was only 10 points behind him about, so Allen and Brady were great. Cooper Cup put on a show, as we all talked about. He is 70 points up on the next wide receiver, which is Devontae Adams. Jonathan Taylor, Best running back, 60 points up from Austin Eckler. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, like, five more people down the list. Derrick Henry, who hasn't played in a while, is still right over there. So it just shows you how yeah. good he was. Um, Mark Andrews was the best tight end, 30 on Kelsey. And then, for what it's worth, if you care, Nick Folk, best kicker. And the best defense, which absolutely shocked me. Is Miami D- Dolphins. D- Dallas Cowboys. Wow. I was going Dolphins. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. But Dallas has put on a show these last few weeks on defense. And, yeah, yep. they took over the Patriots for the best defense. All right. I like it. All right. Let's get into a quick recap here. Not a lot to say. MG won. I lost. Mm. A beat Hinchy. DK beats Joe. And Ferry beats Scoggs. Yep. Um, our final three are MG won. Me two. A three. DK with the first overall picks. Joe with the second overall pick, but it goes to Billy. So Billy has a second overall pick. And I think he also has five, if I'm not mistaken, which is, you know. Two, five, and 11. He is my pick as well. Man. So That's pretty crazy. Good for him. How'd your DraftKings lineup do by chance? Do you know? Oh, I won five bucks. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. So I had those two lineups. My crap lineup actually did pretty good. 125 points. Thanks to Zay Jones and uh, Braxton Berrios, who uh, I think the Jets should call his agent and immediately lock him up because there's something weird going on there with him and Wilson. So, But my good lineup with all the Browns in it, 164 points, but most of that came from Amrod St. Brown So, because all, mm-hmm. all the other Browns sucked. Yes. What about your betting? How did your bettings go? Didn't work out for me this week. Same. I'm feeling good about my bet. Of this past week, this week's bets I like though. Okay, we'll all right. So, what do you want to do first, DraftKings or bets? Let's do DraftKings. All right. This was really hard, like you said. It would find out what teams need something and which players will actually play, like the whole game. Yes. So that's kind of what I focused on with mine. Uh, but let's let the new dad go first. All right. So at quarterback and running back from the same team, I'm going Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara versus Atlanta. They definitely have something to play for. They will not be in all game, so I'm happy for that. My running backs, Devin Singletary against the Jets. Um, he may not play the whole game, but I'm hoping one 70-yard touchdown run is all I need. Um, my wide receivers, Nico Collins versus Tennessee. He's a young guy in Houston, and I think he'll get you know, 
some looks. Uh, Christian Kirk versus Seattle. And then let's go Kenny Galladay versus Washington to get his first touchdown of the year. Let's see if he can do something there. Tight end, Mark Andrews. He's on fire. My flex is Tyler Johnson versus Carolina, who is like a backup run, uh, wide receiver, so I think he'll be in there. And then my defense is the Giants versus Washington. Okay. All right. So uh, for me, I started with like focusing on, again, teams that like, you know, who's going to play. So I started like, with Kyler Murray against Seattle. They are still fighting for the division, which they could jump all the way up to the two seeds. So that could be huge for them. Uh, so I like Murray and Seattle stinks. I'm going Najee Harris against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense been terrible. Again, Steelers fighting for a playoff spot. I'm going Deontay Foreman against Houston. Houston's defense is atrocious. I like Houston, uh, Foreman there. I'm taking Debo, your boy Samuel, against the Rams. Love him. Always doing some things. San Francisco still fighting for its playoff life. I had to get a little risky here because I needed like you know, people to fill in. I'm doing Darnell <laughs> Mooney against the Vikings. I think he's you know been solid all season. I'm sticking with Laquan Treadwell against the Titans. Again, getting consistent numbers. I'm taking John Bates against the Giants. That's the football team's tight end. Ricky, Ricky Seals-Jones is out, mm. so I like John Bates. I'm taking K.J. Osborne, who has been phenomenal without Adam Thielen in the lineup. Yep. And taking the Dolphins' D against the Patriots. The Dolphins' D has been a, a solid defense. Patriots are in the playoffs, and yes, fighting for that potential home game. But they're also a team that I can see kind of like taking their foot off the gas a little bit here. Um, and – the way that that team plays, if the run game isn't going, you're forcing Mac Jones to throw a ton to try to win. Some turnovers can be possible there. And Dolphins run these been solid. So I was low on money. It was the best I could do. All right. Fair point. Not bad. We'll have to see what, ha- what happens here. All right. Let's get in some bets here. I'm going with a five-team parlay. Whoa. I'm taking the Steelers plus four. I think the Ravens stink. Lamar Jackson's out. And Big Ben's – is going to ride into off to the sunset with one more playoff run. He's going to somehow back with wow. back to a win. Okay. I don't, I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen, but they're going to cover with the points next. I'm taking the Packers minus three and a half. They're playing the lions. Okay. I get Rogers is not going to probably play the entire game. Um, or if he's even playing at all. Um, but I think the Packers are just a far better team. Three and a half points is not a lot to cover. Um, I'm taking the Cardinals minus six and a half against Seattle. It's just done to me. Cardinals, I think should beat them out by at least seven, if not more. I'm taking the Niners plus four and a half. The Niners have beaten the Rams the last five times they've played outright. Now they're getting four and a half points. It sounds like a winner to me. And finally, I'm taking the Saints minus three and a half against the Falcons, fighting for their playoff life. They did lose the Falcons earlier in the season, but I think it was a fluke. I like Taysom Hill. Give me Kamara and the Saints to win this game by three and a half. Wow, not not bad. All right, so I did something a little different. I didn't realize until I looked, there were two Saturday games. Did you know that? Yes. I did not. So I bet two Saturday games, KC minus 10 and a half versus Denver. And then Dallas and Philly, I'm going over 43.5. I know there's not the, not a lot to play for, but 43 is pretty low. I think these teams will be able to put some points up. For Sunday, I got a 4-1, and I liked what you said about the cards. So I'm taking the cards minus 6.5 versus Seattle as well. I am going the Bucks minus 8 versus Carolina. I think they need to get the stink off of them of AB, and it wouldn't surprise me if – Tom Brady plays the first half, and I do think that they'll want to put some points up. I am taking the Vikings minus 5.5 against Chicago. I think the Vikings are the better team, and Chicago is starting Andy Dalton, so we'll see what happens there. 
And then let's see what happens. Give me the Jags plus 15 versus the Colts. Okay. I don't think the Colts are that great. I know the Jags have nothing to play for, literally nothing. And if they win, they get the first over, or if they lose, they get the first overall pick. But 15, I don't know. That seems interesting for me. So, yeah, give me those four. I like it. All right. All right, folks. We're going to finish off the pod with a 2022 fantasy football top 10 projections at each of the top four, you know, main positions. We're not doing kickers or defense here because come on. Um, Brad, Max, where do you want to start today? Dude, we got to go at the top. We got to start at the quarterback. Have to do it. All right. To me, we can kind of like just go through this list as we go. But number one was a no-brainer. It's Josh Allen. I agree. Yeah. Definitely yeah. have him there. It's Josh. Uh, Josh Allen is number one, locked in, basically until further notice. Yes. Number two, where'd you go? Let's get, that's where it gets tricky. I went Patrick Mahomes. Okay? I can't just give up yet. He had a little bit of an interesting year. But you know what? I just think it was off here. I can't just say Patrick Mahomes is, you know, not there anymore. So, yeah, give me Patrick Mahomes is number two. My number two, I went with Justin Herbert here. Okay. Second year under Joe Brady's offense. They've looked really good. A bit inconsistent at times. I think you can finish building that around him in year three. He's going to ascend even further. I really like Justin Herbert number two. Okay. What about number three? I went Kyler Murray. Whoa. So you had Mahomes drop in. I have Mahomes at four. I'm not, I'll spoil their list. Uh, I have Kyler Murray at three. Um, you know, I like what they're doing for him out there. It's a high octane offense from a fantasy perspective versus life. I think it's different from a, if I was like a coach, I don't think they're doing the best thing for that team to win, but I do like it from a fantasy perspective. Kyler, I think will have another big year. So I'll put him at three. All right. So three and four for me are oldies. I'm going Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady again, until further notice, they need to show me that they cannot do it. So I think they're both going to be ranked high. And if Rodgers were to go to a better offense or better offensive weapons, like let's say, for example, he does go to Denver with all those wide receivers, a good tight end, a good running game, I think Rodgers would be great. And then Tom Brady is Tom Brady until further notice. Evans um, will be there. Chris Godwin probably going to franchise tag him, I'm assuming. Uh, Gronk will still be there. Like they still, He still has plenty of options. Number five and six for me, I went the young guys and Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. Okay, okay. so we have the right order for them, but maybe a little bit down on my list. I mean, I don't know. So, Herbert, they got to show me a little bit more. That's really what it is. Show me a little bit more. Murray has to stay healthy. He has a game where he runs a lot. So he's got to make sure that he stays healthy and is able to do that. All right. so, okay. Number five, I stuck with the young guns. I'm going with Joe Burrow. And number wow. five. Number five. Top five quarterback next year. Calling it right now. Oh, that is very, very interesting. He's team is loaded they're going to get better and they're going to keep improving that offensive line number six i went with old, the old man himself tom brady at number seven i went with aaron Rodgers. so i took my two old guys at six and seven okay um at eight i went with my boy i went with dak prescott i think he'll get get to the ship going or get right again um and nine and ten i kind of stuck with some running quarterbacks i got lamar and i got Jalen hurts rounding out my top ten Okay, so the one difference, I mean, all the people are the same except for Joe Burrow is not in my top 10. He was very close. Um, my number 10, just to give you the other difference, was Matthew Stafford. Okay, I, I, had, him, with, I had Stafford at 11, so yeah, I think fair. with the weapons he has as well, I think he'll be fine another year to work. Um, and then I went number nine, Jalen Hurts, number eight, Lamar Jackson, and number seven, Dak Prescott. 
you so want to give me you want to give me your top give me your top ten again. So I got Allen, Herbert, Murray, Mahomes, Burrow, Brady, Rogers, Prescott, Lamar, Hurts. Okay, yeah. So I went Allen, Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, Herbert, Murray, Dak, Jackson, Hurts, and Stafford. So our only difference there was Joe Burrow and Stafford. Joe Burrow is very high on your list. I tried to get him in the top ten, but I, I just couldn't do it. It's just a prediction I got. So we'll see what happens. Not bad. All right, let's let's go the other way. Let's go tight end now. Ooh, tight ends, the worst position. Okay, but there is now a changing of the guard. I don't know how you feel this way, but I have Andrews one, Kelsey two. Yep, we're aligned so far. That's my top two as well. Yeah, Andrews has taken a clear step forward. He is the focal point in that offense. Yeah. And even the backup quarterback goes to him. So, and then Kelsey, he's just getting a little bit older. We talked about Mahomes. I mean, we'll see what happens there. Number three, I went Darren Waller. Then I went Kittle. And then Hawkinson is my three, four, five. So for me, I went with Wall, uh, Kittle at three, Waller at four, and I went Kyle Pitts at five. Ooh, yeah, okay, all right. Um, Pitts, everyone, you know, Pitts had a bad year because of all the hype. Yeah. Pitts could still break the record for like receiving yards for a rookie tight end. So right. he had a good year. Which, I think the, it just the, shows you how bad tight ends are. Right, right. Because, right. like, uh, yeah, he had a good year. He's gonna most likely gonna break the record. I mean, he did have an extra game. Everybody's gonna make a. A face, but the reason he wasn't tight end fantasy big is because he had one touchdown, I think. Right. And that's, that's the that's issue. Crazy. I think some regress positive regression will go his way next season. That's why I have my five. Right. I have Hawkinson at six and I have Dallas Goddard at seven. Okay. So we have I said okay, so I have Andrews, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Hawkinson as my top five. Six and seven for me is Goddard and Pitts. So I okay. Um, eight, nine, and ten for me is Schultz, Ertz, and the better tight end, rookie tight end, Pat Frymuth, as number ten. So almost the line there. I have Schultz at nine and Ertz at ten. At number eight, the guy you left off your list that, and I didn't have Frymuth because I had Frymuth at eleven or twelve, depending on where you put Kaziki. But number eight, I went with Dawson Knox, man. Mm, okay, I, I like you know he he was hurt. Um, for part of the season. So his numbers don't look as good, but when he played early on and they were like really clicking the bills, they were winning games because Dawson Knox was getting a lot of targets. So mm-hmm. I could see them going back that route. I like Dawson Knox as the top 10 guy. Yeah. I thought about it. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, I feel like the bills have now found something to do with Devin Singletary, who looks like a really good runner all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that makes them pass, you know, a little bit less. Um, so, you know, where would you say Knox, Dawson Knox is on their receiving core? Was he obviously he's not number one, but would you say he's two, three, four? Gabriel Davis is there. I don't know about him. I guess it depends on like what they do in the offseason. I think Emmanuel Sanders is like um, not going to be back. I don't know what Cole Beasley's status is. So like he's Knox is probably probably the, the the three to me. Okay, all right. Yeah, I would say three. So That's fair. All right, let's do running back because this was probably the hardest list that I had. Actually, running back and wide receiver were both really hard. Um, so, for me, number one, I stuck with who's number one right now, and I think it's Jonathan Taylor. And I did that because, as much as I love Derrick Henry, and he's number two on my list, I think that for the Titans to succeed, go forward, Derrick Henry is you can't keep giving him thirty touches. You see what happens with Christian McCaffrey. You got to like pace him out a little, and I just think Jonathan Taylor is so much. He's got the youth on his side. 
I can just see it being close, but I think Taylor does edge out Henry, and that's why I went one with him. Either way, it's a win, but yeah, it, I put Henry in front of Taylor. So yeah. Henry is one, Taylor is two. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm fine with that too. That, like, that's that fine. Derek Henry is still like sixth in rushing yards after not playing for two, three months or whatever it is, is shocking to me and just shows how good he was in those first few weeks. Yeah. So those are two, one and two for me. Um, let me give you my rest. Three, four, and five. I have Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and Najee Harris as my three, yeah. four, five. So McCaffrey, three, Eckler, four, and Harris is five. Yes. And Harris, you know, I just, I'm thinking maybe a better quarterback, maybe a better line. They get a little healthy. He gets the ball a lot. You want to talk about Derrick Henry getting the ball a lot? Najee Harris got the ball a ton. And he didn't do too much with it because the line was bad. But when you get all those touches, he's going to be fine for fantasy. So for me, my three, four, five, uh, one difference. I went Dalvin Cook at number three. Mm-hmm. I have Najee Harris at four and Austin Eckler at five. Wow. So CMC did not well enough to keep in your top five. I understand it. I get it. I just can't do it yet. I know he's done amazing things. I know he's missed the last two years, but when he's healthy, yeah. he is amazing. And I do. Well, think- spoiler. I got him at seven. Wow. Seven. Holy moly. He has not – he's missed 33 games yeah, in no. the last three seasons. It's just not you, – you, you can't win – like, he can't do that to me. So, my number six is Kamara. Okay. Um, imagine if they actually get a quarterback. I mean, he's been very solid, but they have, like, no one throwing him the ball. And yeah. I went McCaffrey seven and Joe Mixon at eight. Okay, so I have one, two, three, four, five. I have Mixon at six, Dalvin Cook at seven, Alvin Kamara. See, Cook – I think Cook is very low on your list. He is, but you know what? Like, again, another one who just – he seems to get hurt a lot, and I'm really worried about the report that came out that he dislocated both shoulders during the season or messed up both of them or was playing with torn labrums or – like, it just seems like he's somebody that gets hurt often. I know last year was not – he. I don't think he got hurt at all, but, you know, no. the guy who's had the history already. He's had a little bit of history. I agree. Um, a lot he of played, when he – when he plays, though, even this year, when you look at McCaffrey, when McCaffrey came back, wasn't McCaffrey. When Cook came back after an injury, he rushed for 200 yards. And I think that's the difference I'm seeing. It, it, it's McCa- They just abused McCaffrey for too long, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And you, um, you also got to think about the quarterback and the way CMC is being used. I mean, dump-offs, he was, like, barely getting any catches. Right. That's his game. I mean, that's literally his game. You're, right. you're hoping he's healthy enough where you have a running back and a wide receiver in the same position. Yeah. So finish, um, your, finish your list. My last two after Mixon were Chubb and DeAndre Swift. Mm, okay, so my last two were Chubb, but I put Leonard Fournette as number 10. Yeah, I got four, I had Fournette and Zeke towards the bottom of my list here. Um, I might keep Fournette next year, depending on – I think he's a free agent again, so I, I got to hope he resigns with Tampa, or it depends where he goes. So that would be he, my only concern. Either way, he just showed, like, Tampa Bay, whether it's Tampa Bay scheme or him, he just showed that he can be the guy that the Jags took all those years ago, catch the ball, run the ball. Like, he looked great. Oh, yeah. So, I, I think it just depends where he ends up, and that's why I was, like, unsure. So, like, I pushed him down a little. That's fair. All right, let's get to receivers. Um, I don't know how you don't pick Cooper Cup number one, right? I did not pick Cooper Cup number one. Uh, I had to, man. I mean, it goes back to your Stafford comments. I, I, I had to give – I gave respect to everyone who did it this year. Cup was so many points ahead of Devontae Adams. It's hard not to pick him. I think he, he's he's the guy. I went Adams and I went Cup. And I just – Cup's – Adams has done it for longer. Cup yep. had this great year. 
And you know what? I know maybe I'll miss out if I, you know, think Adams is better, but like, let's see it. You know, this was a crazy year. Like he literally was insane. It was amazing. And you also have to remember, I know he wasn't producing like he was, but uh, what the heck's his name? Robert Woods missed most of the season. Yeah. You had Odell Beckham come later, you know, Van Jefferson's breaking out, like Tyler Higby there. There could be, you know, other options where it makes him look, He's great. I'm not going to say he's not, but I need to see it a little bit more. Show me you're great to keep you number one. I think you're fine either way to get either one of them, but yes, I agree. Um, number three, where'd you go? So number three, I went Tyreek Hill. Number four, I went Jeff- Justin Jefferson. And number five, I went Debo Samuel. So same guys, slight different order. I went Jefferson three, Samuel four, and Hill five. Okay. I am slightly down on the Chiefs, obviously here in all my rankings. I just think that their offensive – identity has to change when you're seeing that you're seeing the run game being incorporated and so i prefer in this case to take jefferson who is the top receiver right i know hill's the top guy but he also has kelsey to compete with um and debo because he runs uh a little bit ahead of hill it's super tight i don't again i think you're fine either way but i like jefferson and samuel just a little bit ahead of hill that's fair um number six so my six through ten i went Diggs. i went jamar chase I went DeAndre Hopkins, I went C.D. Lamb, and I ended with Mike Evans. Wow, so a little bit different here. Um, wait, I think you're – so you went Ch- Diggs, Chase, who else? Hopkins. Yeah. Hopkins, C.D. Lamb, and Mike Evans. Okay, got it. All right. So a little bit different here. I went Chase 6, Diggs 7. So that's – Okay. Um, you know, this, just a flip there. Um, I have two guys on my list. Um, I have Hopkins at 11. Okay. Yeah, um, he's right there. It's okay. close enough. Um, Evans, I, I didn't even like have on my list. So I went with AJ Brown at eight. Okay. I went CD Lamb at nine. And number 10 from Alabama, second best receiver probably of the rookie class. Give me some Jalen freaking Waddle at number 10. If they got a real quarterback, he'd be even higher on this list. That's how freaking talented this kid is. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him better than both Evans and Hopkins at 10. Um, I love him. I absolutely love him. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Brown's not a little higher on your list. Um, He's got, I have to tell you, I'm getting a little worried about Ryan Tannehill. Okay? Yeah, this, they this might showed, need someone else, but he still does his thing. But this showed Derrick Henry is the Tennessee Titans. Like, I know, you know, people joke they should change their name to Tennessee Derrick Henry's. Like, they showed literally – when you rely on Ryan Tannehill, it was just okay. Like, I know that, like, they're shockingly – I can't believe they won games. Like, I'm shocked they're number one. So, I mean, Mike, Mike Frabel's were close to the year because of how yeah. well they played. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, no, listen, I'm a, I think I'm a little worried, too. I think Tannehill does enough. Um, I think they'll have to start looking at a QB of the future and whatnot. But um, A.D. Brown's got too much talent. When he – listen, the other – was two weeks ago – Tannehill had like 200 passing yards, 150 of it went to AJ Brown. So like it's he still gets his looks even when Tannehill isn't doing his thing. So and then you know the other thing I I thought about him was like unless you are elite and maybe I'm you know biased here, but unless you are elite, you have to have some other number two wide receiver to give yourself space or have a tight end that'll you know open up the offense. And he it is I mean you it showed Julio Jones is nothing. They don't have a tight end. I don't even know who number three is. Maybe that. uh Westbrook Akina kid, but like it just yeah, shows they need some more weapons. He is the only one, and good teams will just zero in. Like when they play uh the Patriots, Bill Belichick right. 
dumb. He's going to double cover him and say, okay, beat us somewhere else. Yeah. Have Derrick Henry, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, solid list. Obviously, you know, we'll have some more pods throughout the year, keep people in touch. Max, congratulations again, man, on, on the baby. She's beautiful. That's like no, the best. Bless you. Looking forward to our, our, our children hanging out together, man. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Um, can't wait. It's amazing. Um, everybody that tells you it's exhausting, it damn is, but it's all worth it. 100% is worth it. Unless, and I'm going to say it quietly, unless your in-laws come in and they are the worst. <laughs> but besides that, everything else is great. Oh, my God. Well, listen, everybody. It's been a great season. Thank you for listening all year. We are just honored that you listened to us hanging in the nest, the hawk and the turkey. We'll see you next time. Later, bitches. <laughs>